Coming up tonight on the Ringside Report. CM Punk uh, injured and number of AEW wrestlers suspended. Tony Khan threatens WWE. Tony Storm potentially accuses Thunder Rosa of faking her injury. Braun Strowman returns to WWE. Triple H promoted again. Triple H congratulates AEW on beating its developmental promotion. Malachi Black bids farewell to AEW. Fans unhappy with WrestleFest meet and greet in Cardiff. Um, we've got, obviously, the most, most an, uh, anticipated news. The World Gravy Wrestling Championships are back. They're back, They're back. And Anthony, tell the people when's all this coming up. Well, it's all coming up, Carl. Right fucking now. Yes, it is. So, right. let's kick off with a uh, so little bit of, little bit of stuff happened um, this week. Yeah, a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. A bit. Um, so, basically, as we know, during the all-out uh, post-show media scrum, um, CM Punk went on somewhat of a verbal tirade, uh, targeting Colt Cabana, Hangman Page, and the AEW EVPs, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, um, and has been widely reported uh, when Punk returned backstage, um, somewhat of a brawl erupted uh, between Punk, uh, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Ace Steel. Um, so yeah, they were all reportedly involved in a bit of a Backstage ruckus, um, where it's reported that Punk threw at least one punch um, at at least one of the young books. Um, now, wrestling observer, obviously, well, more than he managed in his uh, MMA his, career. His <laughs> UFC career, did it do savage? Um, but yeah, Uncle Dave, a wrestling observer, um, said that multiple sources alleged that Punk uh, started things first by swinging at Matt Jackson, and reportedly, a steal um, ended up throwing a chair that hit uh, Nick Jackson in the eye and somehow managed to bite Kenny Omega and pull his hair. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and then he said, meet us at the back of the... Uh, <laughs> meet, meet me after school, by the bike sheds, it's going down, basically how it went. I've heard, as the old schoolyard thing goes, Carl, if, if he pulls your hair, that means he likes you. Oh, young love, young love. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, what has since been confirmed, originally reported by Sports Illustrated, um, is that as a result of this, um, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, um, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler have all been suspended. Um, and as we saw on Dynamite this week, spoilers if you haven't seen it, um, both the AW World Championship and the trios titles, um, which... You know, we've just crowned the pair of them. Uh, all outs have since been vacated, so no yep. interim in belts. The, in the, this was not a work episode of Dynamite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so undid all out, boss. Thank you. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, where do you even start with that? How, um, you know, what do you make of, of everything that kind of transpired? I mean, you know what. Uh, you, you try and defend Dynamite. I like AEW. I like what it is as a product. And you go, you know what? I even said to you the other day, Carl, and no spoilers for all out because we won't be talking about that, but like, they need to pay off the MJF stuff. They need to pay off the MJF stuff. And, and you know what they did? But then they, they kind of 
Does anyone remember that they did? Because a lot of other shit happened. I feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, you, you feel so bad. But, um, yeah, it's just an absolute clusterfuck, isn't it, unfortunately? Yeah, it's, um, you know, considering that you were talking about EVPs of the company, like, who are meant to be senior figures, and obviously Punk, who we know has been problematic to work with um, in other promotions in the past, so it seems like he just, yeah. Um, like, I thought it was a character. I just thought it was a character. We can, yeah. can't, he's straight edge. Can't even say he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, he turned up to the presser. Like, I don't, I don't even know how they got onto the whole thing of Colcabana and stuff. Like, I, I know. Apparently, no one asked. Well, exactly. That was so, a weird thing. Apparently, he kind of seemed like he was in a, a bit of a fighting mood anyway, didn't he? But um, yeah, it sounds like yeah, they're doing. Sounds like they're doing a bit of a legal investigation into this. Um, I think it was reported that um, that Mega. Um, Becca, the legal girl, I forget what her actual full name is, but obviously um, one of the, the higher-ups in AW actually saw the whole kind of fight unfold. The one who who wrote to uh, WWE, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, so apparently she saw it all transpire, and there's now a legal investigation taking place in terms of, you know, what they're I mean, going to do with that. She works but... in legal and she saw it transpire. Isn't that the legal investigation? <laughs> well, yeah. How much more needs to happen? <laughs> this is this is a great point, but interestingly, um, so alongside that uh, is CM Punk is also injured again. Um, so it was originally reported that it may have happened in this scuffle backstage, but it seems like it happened during the match. But um, that guy can't catch a break at all, can he? At the end of the day, just you know, uh, won the belt, had to drop it with a foot injury, won the belt, and I think he's now torn his tricep or his bicep or something. Um, it might even be his pec, and I think he's now. Not basically, he's out for about eight months. By the sounds of it, honestly, at this point, I was I was glad to see Punk back. I was never, I wasn't there for the summer of Punk. I didn't give a shit. You know, Carl, I didn't historically like him, but then you packed he had at a time when WWE was was pretty shit. And you go, mm. you know what? There's there's something there. And he comes back to the AEW, fantastic. Everyone's behind him, and then I thought, I just what the fuck is going on with him? Yeah, it's um. It's such a shame, I think, obviously, Tony's... I think Colt kind of won here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Tony's massively invested in him. You could see, like, in the press conference when, when Punk was just spouting off and just going on, like, Tony didn't have a clue what to do. He was just kind of just cringing. In the, I've, I've seen um, people kind of compare it to, like, if you go to a restaurant, for example, and, like, your, your wife's really kicking off at the waiter about your meal, and the husband's just kind of at the back just going, like... <laughs> Sorry wait, about it. Wait, wait, waiting for it to be over. You know what I mean? And you know, <laughs> it's kind of you could see all over um, Tony Khan's face. He was just like, "Oh God, please stop!" But at the end of the day, that's his job. He owns the company. He should have cut it off. And I think he said at the time uh, when he was originally asked that question, he should have, you know, said no comment and move on, which you know should have stopped all this anyway. But he didn't learn from that mistake. He didn't do it with Punk. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, clearly when you. You know, you sat next to a punk, and you know Phil Brooks is there as well. Um, <laughs> Savage. Uh, I, was trying, I was trying to work that in. Didn't quite work, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know what? I honestly like it. Did I think so far they seem to be doing a reasonable job of damage control? It is really, really shit that they've had to vacate both sets of titles. That punks now had two successful uh, AW title runs. <laughs> That haven't lasted more than a day. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's still better than his MMA career. <laughs> this but, is true. Um, I, it's just, uh, it's a mess. And, like, I really, they need to, they, I, for me, the title scene, the way they're doing it, the tournaments, and, you know, the uh, hopefully inevitable MJF build 
fantastic. Yeah, we can fix that, no problem. The trios yeah. titles never even got off the ground. Like, and no. absolute again, not too much about that. I remember absolutely right choice what they've done with them. But um, yeah, just you've got to do some major damage control now. And to be honest, I don't know how you feel about this card, but one of the best things you can do is open that big old fucking wallet of his that he likes to talk about and uh, pay whatever it takes to get Bray Wyatt because that might actually distract some people. <laughs> well, it's an interesting one because people obviously uh, complain all the time, like they like to do in the wrestling biz, about um, the size of AW's roster. It's too big and all this kind of stuff. And it just goes to show it, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you've just obviously had Punk come back from injury, who's now gone. You've had Kenny Omega come back from injury, who's now gone again. Um, you know, you've had Brian Danielson be injured and things like that, and obviously we need these guys back now because you've got major guys who are out and you know loads of them suspended. It seems so. Yeah, not <laughs> ideal. I'm also fascinated to know exactly what role Christopher Daniels and uh, Pat Buck and people like that played in this. If they've also potentially served. From some... what I've, from what I've read, I feel like Daniels might be getting a bit of a an unfair sort of thing here in the sense of like. It was almost like, well, this is it was your job to deal with this, so it got out of hand, so it's your fault kind of thing. I don't mm. know if he was necessarily involved in the altercation, but to the position he's in with creative at the moment, they're like, well, you should have tried to sort this. Yeah, Which I imagine something similar with, with with Pat Buck then as well. But yeah, it's not it's not nice. At the end of the day, they've you know they've not instigated any of this, and at the end of the day, they they can't take responsibility for other people's actions, can they? So, um, yeah, interesting one overall, but. From what we saw yeah. at Dynamite this week, obviously we're not doing it this week in wrestling this week, so we'll touch on it when we do the all-out fallout. Um, yeah. But yeah, from from what I've seen on Dynamite this week, um, maybe it's it's for the better. To be fair, there was a lot more attention given to people who probably should be getting that attention. To be fair, more of the yeah. homegrown talent and things. So. Some wonders from Oxley. <laughs> I know you said homegrown talent right before I said that, but mm. some wonders from Oxley because people are. are absolutely giving him so much credit for the way he's handled it in terms of the promo and, and mm-hmm. you know the way he's conducted himself in the subsequent Dynamite yeah, yeah it sounds definitely. like you've got Moxley Danielson Jericho being the key figures to run these kind of talent meetings and stuff now backstage to kind of try and I know, the ship so. you know what the mad thing is like I know Jericho can be a bit of a controversial figure as far as the fans go but they're like three of the best people to to be like your locker room leaders if, it were, if you will yeah definitely it's just it's one of them isn't it it's like should be telling really um, but anyway yeah. we digress so yeah that was a small little bit of news that uh, we had to talk about this week yeah. well yeah speaking of um, cluelessness I don't know what, <laughs> what are we calling it speaking of chaos <laughs> so we're still we're still on the, um, the Tony Khan train car unfortunately mm-hmm. and um, this uh, this is just further science I, like I hate to sound like like the the sort of toxic side of Twitter, and be like, oh, he's you know he's a cokehead, he's mad, he's he's ruining the company, it's gonna die. And I don't want to go that far with it, but he seems to like just the way he conducts himself is just a bit fucking shocking at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. So um, this is in relation to being asked about his relationship with WWE, which apparently there was one at some point. Um, and he's there's a few little quotes here that I'm just I'll just read to you, Carl. So the first one is that uh, I'm not he's quoted as saying I'm not feeling the same love. I don't want to get into it. But, you know, I haven't felt the same reciprocation that I have for them. Right? So you go, okay, whatever that means. And then um, he goes on to say, when I talk about things I'm not thrilled about, I was a little surprised that we were the third professional wrestling show this weekend. And it's probably a little more challenging in the marketplace when it becomes a little more overcrowded. Um, 
there's a much bigger quote to that, but that is essentially the key point that he's talking about. Um, the fact that essentially we had the Worlds Collide uh, pay-per-view at the same weekend as um, Clash of the Castle and the same weekend as... Um, it's essentially basically he's decided that was deliberate. You know, yeah. you go, well, maybe, but this is what competition's about, isn't it? Um, so it seems he's a little embittered about that, but the bit that really gets me, Carl, the bit that really sort of puts him down in my estimation a little bit is... Um, he, uh, the last quote I've got for you, he says, uh, when I compared myself to Jim Crockett promotions this weekend, I think I got a little taste of what Jim Crockett felt, but I have a lot more fucking money than Jim Crockett did, and I'm serious, I'm not going to take, sit back and take this shit. And you go, fuck off. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, we get it, but you've always been a kid with money. Mm. Like, what, what like I don't know I hate that sort of braggadocious element of it it's like yeah. I've got a lot more fucking money it's like and the thing I don't understand I mean I kind of get what he's saying because obviously Jim Crockett were kind of went out of business because they couldn't afford to compete but when like how's he planning to compete there's no way of saying these things though isn't it yeah, you don't be no. like I've got a lot more fucking money you're like <laughs> but like yeah like yeah, yeah I, there I is. Even saying what I can, I can afford to um, to have that fight or something like that is less dickhead way of saying it. <laughs> no, there absolutely is, but I, I still don't get what he means by that anyway. Like, what is he going to now put on an event at the same time as WrestleMania? Like, all right, I don't think they're going to be that bothered. To be fair, um, well, this is the thing. Like, in terms of sitting back and taking that, like, no offense, and I'm not like trying to be a fanboy in either direction, but what what are you going to do? Like, because. Yeah. As much as I hate the way WWE like to jump up and down as to what NXT is, so far all they've done is successfully destroy NXT. You know, they still haven't touched SmackDown and Raw, and both you and I agree that it's been better than SmackDown and Raw consistently a lot mm. of the time, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get the viewership. And when we're talking about money and getting the audience in, what is he going to do? Yeah. You're not going to sit back and take it. What are you going to do then? Well, that's it. I mean, it's not like he's kind of been sat there, you know what I mean, not like hiring talent and doing all this kind of stuff and spending money and going to, you know, trying to put on stadium shows and stuff like that. So he has been spending that money. So it's a very strange thing to say. That's why I don't really understand it. But I guess, I guess time will tell. Um, but to be fair, like they're kind of celebrating though. It's, it's the third straight week or whatever that they've got over a million views and they were top two in cable and stuff like that. And it's like, well, to be fair, six months ago, you were consistently having million plus weeks and you had a higher demo rating as well so you know what certainly be proud of all of that but he's treating it he's treating his money like a fucking safety blanket yeah yeah you know they they did that but i've still got money it's like yeah maybe he does actually have money for a safety blanket maybe maybe that is possible um but yeah interesting everybody loves you tony everything's fine (laughs) Indeed. Um, speaking of Tony's, Anthony, and speaking of media, <laughs> uh, this 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 bloody post all out media scrum was just mental, really, wasn't it? You know, like the the whole punk and um, situation wasn't enough anyway. And then Tony Khan basically coming out to do a degree. You then get kind of this off the cuff comment from Tony Storm. Now we kind of I don't know whether we mentioned it last week. I know we've certainly spoken about it, but. It was alluded to, perhaps, I think it was by Conan or Thunder Rosa was on a show or something and Conan might have questioned. Um, she was like, oh, I'm healing up this. And he was like, I thought it was this that was injured. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so there was some kind of questionable kind of responses from people saying, is she really injured? You know, is she or is, is there something else going on? And then I think a few other 
news outlets have reported that perhaps Thunder didn't want to drop the title um, to Tony. So brilliantly, we've had one particular news outlet start the, the what was blatantly a lie that she was released. Not naming any names, but like nice one. Yeah. So that's and spread around. To be fair, I'm still seeing like spread around the internet now. It's like for fuck's sake. Stuff like that's awful, right? And it, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we we're pretty much clueless. We just see what's out there and kind of give our take on on what we've seen. But you know, yeah, we're more talking about the news, not reporting it. We are not yeah, journalists. We don't have any inside exactly. info. We're and just like, looking at what we see. That is that is people drumming up just fake stuff for clicks, which we just we've never really agreed with at all. To be fair, so yeah, it's a shame that obviously her husband's had to come out to kind of address these things and kind of you know because it, it could be upsetting that obviously basically you could be being slandered by news outlets when it's just not true but again yeah. <laughs> um this could very much be the case with this as well so tony uh, storm in her post um post pay-per-view media scrum uh she was questioned about potentially facing thunder now that she's champ and essentially she alluded to or she, or she was quoted as saying um well thunder says she's injured so immediately that got that's people going, hmm, that's yeah. an interesting way to phrase that, Tony, because you wouldn't just say, well, oh, Thunder's injured at the minute. Like, well, Thunder says she's injured. So that that says that people could just be reading into that too much. Um, and maybe that's mm. not the case. But I mean, there was a time, Carl, before everything that happened in the media scrum clearly wasn't a work, that I would have gone, maybe she's actually gently sown a bit of discord for them inevitably having a feud, because obviously they were a team. But mm. uh, at this point, I'm like, nah, probably not. Yeah, no um, plan here. No, so yeah, very interesting comments to say the least around all of that. But as we said, we can't confirm or deny that. Obviously, all we know is that she's bottom um, line is, as you well know, I'm a thunder mark. I believe what she's saying. She's injured. She'll be back. It's all good. Exactly. And to be fair, I'm looking forward to seeing them face off. Um, they were, they were, you know, could have built something decent there before she got injured. So we'll see how it goes. Indeed. Speaking of seeing how it goes, as a lot of you will know from watching Raw this week, Braun Strowman has returned to the WWE, as um, turns out correctly reported. See, some news outlets do, you know, <laughs> tell the truth. Sometimes. Um, so he's returned to Raw this week, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, he was a real pivotal part of control your narrative. What's going on there? Now, here's the interesting thing, Carl. Did you ever think we'd land on a week here where we talk about wrestling and we talk about the fact that, and this is no... Um, discredit to the company, but when you'd expect control your narrative to be a much like be a class act, and Tony Khan to be a fucking mess, because <laughs> I didn't think I'd be talking like this this week, yeah. right? Well, and the reason I say that is because um, control your narrative have issued a statement, or most likely EC3. I'm just trying to check. Uh, it doesn't say there's definitely EC3, but control your narrative anyway. And um, they basically wishing Adam Shea or Braun Strowman the best on his return uh, to form as. Braun Strowman uh, and they've put and I, I really like this quote actually saying that they said to, to control your narrative is to tell your story and the story of Braun Strowman is unfinished business and I really like that like the mm-hmm. fully support and bear in mind this is like you know EC3 in particular I didn't have much love for WWE especially after the second time there and being um, released uh, or asking for his release uh, either way I don't think he felt he was being used properly in the company but the fact that they've acknowledged that you know Braun was being used properly then was surprisingly released and has an opportunity to go back to where he was in, in that sense the you know there's no ill will there and um, yeah I just wanted to, to note it really that you know that's awesome like what a real good way this company's handled it 
for a company yeah. that has kind of been consistently mocked since they existed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was it was uh, like wonderfully put there by yourself in terms of like who had that on their bingo card this week of Tony Khan being the, you know, his company AEW being the company to implode and you know control your narrative being the company to you know, really kind of impress in the way that they've handled situations. But I think um, made made up for Braun. Obviously, we we had the chance to meet him at uh, For the Love of Wrestling. Yeah. Um, still throwing me off with the two cameras thing. Um, but, yeah, um, we had the chance to meet him and uh, super cool dude and uh, awesome that he does get to, obviously, continue his narrative as the, the Braun Strowman character. So, um you know, he was treated very well in WWE uh, when he was there previously, so I expect that to kind of be the same. I expect him to feature there or thereabouts in the main event scene. And, um, yeah, who knows? But, yeah, big uh, big well done to him, really, for going back and, and getting that opportunity again. Indeed. Um, so, the next one to talk about, Anthony. Um, Triple H has been promoted again, believe it or not. Um, WWE released a statement I'm- saying... Sounds like his wife runs the company now. <laughs> it's an excellent point. It's an excellent point that you make. Um, well, it's interesting uh, when I read this quote here in a sec because you might have some more to say about that. But um, it's quoted as Triple H has been elevated to chief content officer. Um, the quote says, since taking over creative WWE, Levesque has architected a 15% spike in Monday Night Raw viewership and double-digit increases in social media engagement. As CCO, Triple H will oversee creative writing, talent relations, live events, talent development, and creative services. The role will report into WWE co-CEO, Nick Khan. <laughs> so, not reporting into his wife, uh, which is probably... I mean, that would be a tad off. It? it would, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very fair play. Um, obviously, we saw the uh, interview they did with Ariel Hawani uh, for BT Sports, ahead of Clash of the Castle, and... You know, it's it's mad to think what a, you know, 12, 18 months this guy's had, really, from oh, yeah. everything he created with NXT being taken away from him to having the, you know, the, the heart issues that he had to then well, coming back. Cardiac and, event. It was a yes, cardiac event. It was a cardiac event. Um, it the worst event he's ever been to. <laughs> kind of expecting to have a poster for him with the cardiac event at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so obviously all that to deal with, and then he comes back. And now he's just got a, a rocket strapped to him and he's just doing some big, big stuff for the company. And, you know, that seems to be getting rewarded. I think this is like his third or fourth promotion now in the past few months. So great news. I think we can... I'm also, I'm I'm really glad that they put statements out to let me know it's a promotion because I have no idea what these titles mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, does, I, it's nice it. to know that it was a promotion. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, the fact that he's... Like a CCO, like typically that's like chief commercial officer. So it's like, no, chief kind of creative. It's like just, you know, they're just, uh, yeah, titles. It just sounds um, boss, doesn't it, being chief of creative? It's like you just sit there like, hmm. Yes. Um, but but uh, I like it. I like it. And indeed. you know what? Fair play to him since he's took over and a lot of people are like, oh, it could just be coincidence he's not been there long enough, etc. But, no, there's definitely an improvement in in the day to day product, which is exactly what we want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's 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 no denying that. I think Raw especially has become a lot more watchable. Um, and SmackDown, to be fair, even with the whole Rhea Ripley and um, Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> it's still watchable. Yeah, that aside, um, but even SmackDown, we've we've said it's um, been overly reliant on Roman Reigns, and so even now that you know they're doing something a little bit more entertaining, kind of using the you know the rest of the roster, so. 
yeah, long may it continue. Indeed. So speaking of Triple H, Carl, just wanted to highlight an interesting quote here, and that is, um, I have some issue with it, and then I, I totally agree with a lot of it, in a sense. And you noted about his, uh, his interview with uh, Eric Barney for BT Sports, and one of the things that was mentioned there was, um, well, around AEW, I suppose. And um, I'll read a portion of the quote, because I won't read the whole thing, just uh, don't want to make it too long-winded for you, but the, the portion of the quote I find interesting, he's put, uh, look, people people put so much pressure on this competitive wars, it was never like, it never was like that. Sorry, uh, look. First of all, they beat our developmental system. Good for them, right? Um, and that's the bit that I'm going to highlight, Carl, because um, this is my pet peeve, right? This is this this is the bit I'm going to start with. This is the negative because there's a lot of positive here, but the negative is that NXT is the third brand until they don't fucking want it to be. And I understand this is business. When they're doing well, they're a third brand. When they're not, they're a developmental brand. I get that, but mm-hmm. like. I, it, it felt a little bit like having a little bit of a jab there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's interesting okay, that like again now. I thought he'd been promoted um, in WWE not to control your narrative because he's doing a fantastic job of that. Oh, damn right, hey, lovely. <laughs> but that being said, Carl, I do agree with a lot of what he's saying. When you take mm. away that little jab, he's put. You know, it was never that. There was never a pressure of like you have to beat that. Um, the pressure was to put on the best product we could, and I like that. I like the fact that it's this is how both companies should be looking at it. it like there is a level of competition there by all means, but it shouldn't be about one upmanship. It should be about both trying to put on the best show. That is meant to be the positive of com- competition. Like mm-hmm. we both we both said for a long time, competition is good. We don't want WWE to go anywhere. We don't want AEW to go anywhere because the fact that they could rival each other makes both products elevate themselves. Unless you're Tony Khan. Yeah, and then I mean, it's up and you to, to be fair. To be fair to Tony Khan, you know, and I do slightly disagree with what Triple H said. There is they wouldn't like they definitely went up against AW, especially when like Rampage was there and Dynamite started really taking off. They, you oh, know, it's it's they a massive agreed, denial. It really well, is. well, they they put on um, SmackDown ad free when Rampage was. Like, you know what I mean? They did all all this stuff, and it's like it is no coincidence that. On Labor Day weekend, the WWE decides to put on two shows. So the first time All Out goes on a pose, and they've done it in the past with NXT shows and stuff, and they put stuff on to directly compete with AEW when they didn't need to. So it's um, I don't know. That's a very I don't I don't think that what he said is is very true. There, I, I agree with what you're saying. That's what the goal should be: is for both companies to put on the best show they possibly can, and that's how you kind of grow your product and improve it and, and so on and so forth and it shouldn't just be about watching the competition and trying to rise to, to what me, they do I, I, I do take your point and some of those points I overlooked to be fair because I was going to say like I've never felt like Raw or Smackdown were in competition with uh, AEW but I do take your point that they have done some stunts like with Smackdown and the Labor Day yeah. thing yeah that that you can't deny that that, that has been to you know to, to make a point or squash them while they're little I suppose or whatever but um, yeah you you can't deny but I think there's a thing of like acknowledging that they are competition isn't necessarily a bad thing like and I don't think he's actually whilst he's saying he's not competing with them it's not the pressure to be like yo you have to beat that he's not specifically saying that they are not competition to us do you know what I mean yeah because they are and they'd be stupid to deny that yeah, you know, you're right. I think um, he's, he's trying to word things very cleverly, isn't he? Because they are competition. He doesn't want to give them the satisfaction of saying that they are. 
but at the same time he hasn't necessarily worded it like they aren't but yeah some of the stuff he's saying around like oh no we don't really look at anyone else we just try and it's like well you, you do and he has admitted in the past to you know he doesn't watch dynamite every week and stuff like that but he's aware of what's going on over there yeah. and stuff so but you have to be because regardless of whether or not you're trying to one-up them or whatever you still need to have it's the same in any business isn't it like you know whatever your, your vertical is you need to know what your competitors are doing to make yeah. sure that you're competitive let's face it <laughs> if, if if you fully believed the lie that is we uh, we we you know we, we just concentrate on ourselves and we, we don't care about the competition then why did you bring cody back because clearly you didn't have a clue what he was up to well, exactly, yeah. yeah no um, frame of reference as to why he's worth bringing back. <laughs> yeah, Triple H is just in complete shock. Wow, you've got blonde hair, and what's this American nightmare? I thought you were going to come in with a face mask, and, you know. And look, you're wearing fancy shoes and <laughs> a nice car and all the other things that you regularly show off, but, you know, not in, like, a specifically braggy way. You work it into a promo in, like, a bit of a douchebag way. But we don't point out that that face. kind of is a douchebag. Face. He's a, a he's a face he's a face Carl who can go onto a show and be like, I'll do whatever it takes to fight you. I'll give you me me red bottom shoes. I'll give you me <laughs> Rolex. It's like, are you really just doing this so you can point out that you own things? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm, 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 surprised, I'm surprised he didn't offer brandy up as part of these things in that promo. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, may as well. Um, but yeah, interesting one. Interesting words from Triple H at least. But um, yeah, let's let's see how. Uh, you know, how competitive and how different they are, especially with Tony Khan now explicitly saying he's going to come at them. Let's see how that goes. Um, so yeah, the next yeah. one to talk about... Is it what? <laughs> well, that guy's crazy, you know. Um, <laughs> so the next one, um, again, there were reports last week around Malachi Black uh, potentially requesting his AW release. Now, there was a lot of rumours of, like, there was five or six names and all this kind of stuff, and it all kind of, as it does got blown out of proportion a little bit. But it seems like there may have been some truth to the Malachi Black name. Um, now, you know, the eagle-eyed who watched All Out may have noticed um, that at the end of the match, um, you could just sort of see that Malachi Black kind of gave, you know, a bow to the audience, um, which people thought, hmm, you only kind of tend to do that if you're going away for a bit. Uh, and it seems like that is actually the case. So while it's not being officially confirmed or announced by AW in any way, um, Raj uh, Giri, um, I think he's from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, has reported that Malachi is suffering with some mental health issues at the moment. Um, and PW uh, Insider elaborates on that a little bit by saying there's been a personal situation that's weighing heavily on him, and he privately talked about taking a long, perhaps permanent, break from professional wrestling. Um, so that's just awful to hear, let's, let's be honest. Um, I think and it's just a shame like you don't know what's going on in his personal life and it's not our place to know but you know I think he had a really good position in AEW I thought the House of Black was doing fantastic and it is a, a, a crying shame from a fan point of view but you know you've got to yeah. do what's best for yourself well the word that was doing the round uh, when he was requesting his release and all that was just like oh another one for Triple H and he's going to come back there and stuff like that now if the you know reported to be believed uh, AEW have granted him that rele um, release but it's a conditional release so he, you know, is, I don't know if he's still under contract or whatever, but he can't go and work for, you know, WWE or any other company necessarily throughout the length of the contract that he committed to, essentially. So um, it's not like he can just go, oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with wrestling and then just rock up on Raw or SmackDown, like, in a couple of weeks' time. So even though he's not with the company um, in, you know, much capacity at the moment, he... Um, 
won't be rocking up anywhere else anytime soon by the sounds of it. So, but yeah, just um, what a, you know, what an awful thing. Like if that is the case for for Malachi, like it's such a shame. Obviously, you can't imagine what the personal issue is that has obviously caused him to make this decision and feel like he needs to take the time. But whatever it is, you know, all, all we can do is offer him, you know, like our best wishes and hopefully, you, you know, it all works out when we get to see him again soon. So yeah, with any luck. Crazy times. So, Carl, the next one, and I won't even try and take the piss because that was, um, you know, heartfelt. That car, I loved it. Right. The next one, we're talking about um, obviously the weekend in Cardiff, thanks to um, WWE hosted Clash at the Castle. And we're talking about, sadly, what ended up being a, a quote as a shambolic event for wrestling fans and the WrestleFest meet and greet. Now, I'll give you one of the quotes from this because WrestleFest uh, put it across differently, or the company that runs it anyway. Um, but I'm going to give you a quote from somebody in this article as to how their experience was to give you an idea of what, what made this a shambles. So uh, this particular person, I won't name them. They are named in this article, but I won't name them. As, um, they apparently, they, they said they drove eight hours from Scotland. Um, him, uh, they were intending to meet Bret Hart. And the... They said, basically, it was hard that I paid to get a photo and an autograph from. The total for this and the entry to the event reached over £200, obviously, um, which in this current climate is no small sum of money. Unfortunately, I left without either of these things, as the event was a total shambles. People queued in the rain for well over an hour. Once inside, the queues snaked in all directions with no staff on hand to tell people what was going on or what queues were for what thing. Um, staff on the door didn't even know if you could buy tickets on the day, which led to further confusion for other people. Um, then they added that uh, he, he waited over three hours inside, um, in total in, in in the queues. They missed out on the professional photo opportunity with Bret Hart um, that was advertised and eventually made the decision to abandon the wait for an autograph. And, um, you know, the, the sort of quote we had from the company itself, was that, um, let me see if I can find it here. I'll paraphrase because I can't see the exact quote, but they were basically suggesting that, you know, everyone, you know, there were delays, but everyone who attended the event got their opportunity that they, they set out for. Uh, yeah, sorry, everyone had the chance to redeem their autograph and photo opportunity was the way they put it. Now, by all accounts, and I don't know if this stance may have changed since, given the, a lot of bad press that they're getting, but by all accounts, they were in a position where they were not refunding people, not willing to refund people, um, because apparently everyone had their opportunity. And uh, I don't know if you've seen a car, but uh, this led to the point that uh, Mickey James and her husband Nick Aldis actually had to put up on their social media, sort of apologising on essentially not on behalf of the company, but you know, in in spite of the company, because they wouldn't uh, do anything about it, saying that they they can't refund that money, but they're going to make sure they can do everything they can that those who didn't get um, their autograph, photograph. They, they will help them out and they will try and get something sent to them. Um, obviously, if you go to Mickey James's social medias, if you're not already aware of it and you are one of these people, you can, you can, they told you how you can contact to, to sort of try and deal with that. And they're doing the absolute best they can for their fans. And it's just an absolute shame, especially when a company doesn't seem to be willing to admit that they've, they, 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 they've fucked up, basically. I mean, no, we've been to some events, Carl. We've been to some events now where there have been delays and, 
they've yeah. they've been handled. You know, <clears throat> you, uh, you know, nobody likes waiting around, but they've been handled well, and you you know everything still remains organised. There's still people you can speak to if you're unsure. I can't imagine going to an event like this where you just don't know what the fuck's going on. No, um, it's it's one of them. Like you know, as you said, we've been to a couple of different kind of um, wrestling meet and greet type events, and um, you know, for the wrestling that we went to, again, just shameless plug. Um, you know that was excellently organised, but even in that circumstance, we still managed to miss one of the photo ops, didn't we? Because of you know stuff with things overrunning and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that happens, and then obviously we've been to another one where you know when they say like queues snaking around everywhere and nobody to ask and stuff like that, that rings true as well um, for us um, in our experience at you know the other event that we went to. So um, stuff like this can happen, but yeah, driving down six hours um, and then you know just not being afforded the, the chance in a timely manner because at the end of the day you typically with these things they're announced for a certain like periods and um yep. you know they're, they're going to be saying oh gosh from this time to this time you're taking pictures this time to this time so you plan your day based on that and sometimes if things run over or other things happen then that's just not going to be the case so i don't know i, I feel like any kind of events that puts on these things if there's proof that they haven't had those you know, things that they pay for, that they should be entitled to a refund. Um, Agreed. But, you know, we don't, we don't run these events, so, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, we can't really comment too much, but, you know, what a, what a wonderful and, you know, gracious kind of um, couple, Mickey and, and Nick are, obviously. Yeah. Mickey's a sweetheart, Class we know that, we've had her on, on the show, and, you know, you know, by all accounts, Nick is, is absolutely lovely as well, so for the fact that they're offering to, you know, do this stuff on, in their own time, off their own backs and stuff like that, and, Try and make it up to people in, in their own way. Like that's just that's just awesome, isn't it? Like there's, there's no need for them to do that. And the fact they have is just awesome. So yeah, like you say, class acts. Indeed. Um, and so the last one, a bit of a fun one. Um, obviously, you know, we had some some sad news yesterday uh, with, uh, with 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 Queen Elizabeth um, passing away. Um, obviously, which was a, a massive shame. Um, but one of the things about the UK um, that you know we love is that we're a bit bonkers, to say the least. And um, this That's next true. That this true. next um, story is very much bonkers. So, Anthony Gravy Championship Wrestling is back, baby. Um, it's back. <laughs> now, don't I don't just like it's back. Yeah, we got what is scared this? for a while. Um, COVID meant happen, and we didn't think we'd ever see it again. I think we're all relieved. Exactly. Um, so, as you can imagine, um, one of the world's craziest culinary competitions, as they like to refer to themselves, um, has returned after a COVID hiatus. Um, so, a host of wrestlers took part in the 12th, the 12th annual World Gravy Wrestling Championships at the Rosenball Pub in Rossendale in Lancashire, um, not too far from us. Um, and the event saw competitors grapple in a pool of gravy in two-minute bouts. Um, now, the pub restaurant manager, Carol Lowe, uh, was quoted as saying, it's amazing to be back. Um, she said people came from far and wide to watch and take part on its return, and the atmosphere had been absolutely bouncing, um, which you could absolutely imagine. So, yeah, the two competitors wrestle in a big pool full of gravy for two minutes, and you get points for your fancy dress, your entertainment value, and your wrestling ability. Um, so yeah, we have to obviously congratulate the winners. The men's event was uh, won by Lloyd Clarkson, and the uh, women's uh, winner was Imogen Young. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a silly one, but of course it's the most British thing you'll ever see. That isn't it? Just yeah. uh, a bunch oh, of the people. only way it could have got more British is with the cups of tea involved. 
<laughs> well, the, the very my, and I'm sure there were. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. Um, but yeah, so just something a little bit uh, light-hearted to end. What a crazy kind of week in news, Anthony. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, what a fun way to end the thing. <laughs> indeed. Um, so yeah, as you may have seen throughout this, um, I have been sampling um, drinks from uh, our partner Top Rope. Um, so what you'll start to see going forward. One, what are you going to say? I was going to say that the one in your hand is a is a is a rarity, Carl, isn't it? It's just, it, it was is. limited edition. You've got one of the last few, and do, uh, you've been enjoying it today. But uh, it is. It's a strawberry want, and blackberry wheat beer um, that was delicious, um, and we can't wait to taste the remainder of the selection. So what you're going to see from us over social media the next couple of days, uh, well, every Tuesday we'll be doing Top Rope Tuesday. So going forward, we will introduce a podcast pairing. So each uh, week we're going to have one of Top Rope's um, finest selections um, to accompany us on the pod. Um, so looking forward to that very much. But um, yeah, a couple of uh, other interesting things may be coming soon, as you can see. Slightly different setup for me here. Um, mm. But Anthony's still all the way over there. What could we do? What could we possibly do about that? Um, so yeah, make sure you stay tuned over the coming weeks to see some pretty exciting developments for the ATK Wrestling Show. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking the All Out Fallout this week as well. So if you haven't already, make sure you go and check that out. And also we'll give our thoughts on Clash at the Castle and um, our excitement and how we felt at the end of the premium live event. So we'll get on to that as well. And uh, we'll also be dropping a interview over the coming days as well with a uh, you know a bit of a, a future star that I'm sure you'll be hearing from um, a lot more very soon as well. So until next time, here is the one and only Thunder Rosa to say goodbye. Hey everybody, this is Thunder Rosa and you're watching or listening A to the K. 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 A to the K.